What's going on? Welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Puddle Boy, a.k.a. Dry Dick, a.k.a. Poop Hands, a.k.a. Twelve Falls, a.k.a. Old Gray Balls, a.k.a. Elbow Skin, a.k.a. Weird Thumbs, a.k.a. Alien Thumbs, a.k.a. Thick Eyebrows, a.k.a. Eyebrows for Days, a.k.a. Eyebrows for Hours, um, a.k.a. Mice, a.k.a. Uh, Puddle Boy. Forgot that one. Um... I started doing the AKAs again because I realized I've been doing this alone and uh, a lot of you yelled at me for taking them off. Uh, and I listened to peer pressure because I'm afraid and I'm a scared man. What? Um, in my new place, fucking really happy. I had a very big rug debacle, which if you go to my Instagram, you can see a lot of shit happen. Um, so like... I ended up uh, I ended up buying a rug. I didn't measure. It was three by five. I thought it would work in the living room. It didn't work in the living room. Uh, I ended up. It was a. It was a. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. I went with too small of a rug. You learn. This is the thing about. I'm in my new place. I'm. I'm trying. I'm just gonna try. It's gonna be a lot of trial and error. Obviously, if I measured. It would have been easier. I would have done a little bit better. But, uh, you know, you, Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was my studio apartment in a four-story walk-up. Uh, I'm so happy, though, to be here. I still haven't gotten laid in the apartment, although who knows? Who knows what will happen this weekend? I uh, What happened? I did stand-up last night, um, which was unbelievable. Uh, I followed Bill Burr, kind of. He went up two in front of me, so I didn't quite follow him. It's kind of crazy when um, you're kind of out of stand-up for a little bit, and then you see, like, someone when you're – if you're real – when I was really in the thick of, like, stand-up, if I saw Bill Burr, I would have been like, oh, my God, there's Bill Burr. I got to follow him. I, I don't know if I'm going to be funny or whatever. And then if you do a show like once every like nine months, you're like, whatever, dude. Like you would think it would build up more, but I'm just like, if I do well, I do well. And he's not going to listen to my set really. And I think he left halfway through. So that was good. Um, had a good set though. It was fun. Uh, it was Ashley's uh, and Raina's show for Girls Gotta Eat. It was fun. Um yeah, so I was way off about Trump, uh, but I'm not going to talk about him that much. I just literally, I know I talked about it, about comparing him to my dad and how he's going to learn from this. He learned nothing. So I'm going to go back to hating him and writing that he should um, uh, get fucked. But anyways, uh, that being said, let's, uh, let's get into some stories. Here comes the puddles too. drop the music. Tampa puddles too. We're doing it with the puddles. <laughs> we all know that song. Okay, here we go. First story. I was a sophomore in college and was out one night with a solid brownout stage going on. Okay, can we stop this brownout thing? Like, I get it. Like, brownout is a little less than a blackout, but like, it just sounds like you're shitting your fucking panties. I browned out. It's just, ugh, it makes me nauseous for some reason. It's like, can we just, or just say you're really drunk. Um, not full on blackout, but browning for sure. Ugh, more shit in your panties. Okay, I ended up at this j junior's house. Ooh, who was the hottest, richest guy in the grade. But my God, was he just the stupidest masshole you will ever meet. I love that. Hottest and richest. And he's the stupidest guy. God, what I would do to be so rich and handsome that I could, well, I'm already pretty dumb, but I'm also like, I'm like cognizant enough of it. Like I'm not that hot and that rich. You know what I mean? Okay. Anyways. Uh, anyways, my brown out eyes, ugh, again, shit in your panties, told me I was in love. And we locked eyes. I knew something was going to happen. <laughs> I love when girls are like, and then we locked eyes and I got a feeling. And it's like, yeah, you're a girl. You're probably cute. You're, you're going to get laid. You don't really need to like lock eyes. It's like, that's all it takes. It's just this. A girl going, yeah, I'll fuck you. And a guy's like, oh, 
Uh, and then it goes, I knew something was going to happen. He was so stupid thinking back on it. I'm from New Jersey, and he asked me if I'd ever been to Villanova since he thought Philly was in New Jersey. <laughs> Anyways, that was our conversation starter, and clearly enough for me to go upstairs to his room. God, he must have been handsome. Uh, the next chain of events are super foggy, but I ended up being in the position of giving him head. <laughs> his dick was huge. God, I'm so jealous of this guy. I remember thinking in my head, oh my God, if this horse dick goes in me, it's going to literally puncture my stomach. I wonder what my dick is. Like, I love that like a horse dick is like a giant cock. I'm, I'm like, a, um, I'm like a badger's cock. Oh, his badger cock. <laughs> his fucking medium badger cock. Uh, anyways, um, oh my God, this horse dick goes in me. So I got scared. He went puncture. Th- oh, she thought it would puncture her stomach. <laughs> Unbelievable. He went to turn me around, like physically moved me behind 180 degrees as he was moving with it. And I seriously thought he was in positioning to butt fuck me. I love that you went to butt fuck and not doggy style. I had never been butt fucked before. <laughs> I don't know why butt fucked is really tickling me right now. Butt fucked. <laughs> and I started freaking out in my head. I started praying in my head to God. Dear God, I'm so sorry. I'm such a slut. My life has changed from my high school days and I don't know what has happened to me. Please don't let this horse dick enter my ass. I bet of you. <laughs> that is some Hail Mary, boy. And I did the father, son, Holy Spirit sign discreetly. He then stopped moving me and everything became silent. And I look up at him and he looked very confused and goes, who were you just talking to? Were you praying to God? And did you just call my dick a horse dick? I flat out said that was meant to be in my head. Did I seriously say that out loud? And he was like, yeah, we sat there ass naked for a good two minutes, not saying a word. And then I took off running like a psycho. I grabbed whatever clothes I could in my purse. I ran to my friend's older brother's house next door where I could hide. Life went on. And then. (laughs) Wait a second. Life went on. And then whenever I saw him or his friends in the dining hall, hall or around campus they would stop and scream at me and the lord be with you and he was hot though and lived next door to tom brady in his hometown so worth it oh my god she didn't have sex with him um what a story i mean there's something so funny about thinking that you're talking to yourself and the other person can hear it also if I heard a girl go, oh, my God, please don't buff hug me with your horse dick. It would just make me harder. Like, who stops after that? Like, what kind of guy is like, ew, I can't believe you prayed to God. Now I'm not going to fuck you. Like, if anything, it's going to, like, turn me on more. It's like, now it's really naughty. You know, it's like, now we're going against the Lord. Um, also, like, fuck his friends. Like, fuck that. Like, I hate, you know whatever like it's gonna sound cheesy but a lot of times like i remember this girl in my high school she got banged in the butt speaking of butt fucked and people found out and everyone um the guy's name was buford so everyone called him backside buford and then there was a girl tied to this story so everyone would joke about how he fucked her in the ass and whatever and then these stories they like build up to like whatever and there's another person like lives get ruined you know luckily you were able to handle it and more power to you the lord be with you um but uh yeah dude it's fucked up when you're younger especially in college where stories will just especially before social media they would just build up like word of mouth like before you know it you were like somehow in like a uh um you were wearing like a uh what you want to call it? Like a priest outfit, not a priest. What the? I can't, I can't, never mind. God, that was really dumb. How can I not think of it? I'm like a nun. <laughs> I'm so fucking dumb. 
<laughs> All right. Next story, and then we'll get going with the uh, interview. All right. I'm sitting around the table with my grandparents, parents, younger brother, and sister, and uncle last winter. My boyfriend's sister recently had a baby, and I went to the gallery of pictures in our messages. First mistake, to show my grandpa a picture of the baby. I handed him a phone, and he took a look, then tried to zoom in, and then accidentally swiped out of the picture back to the gallery of pics in our messages. He then gave me a weird look and said, Taylor, and then handed the phone back to me. I look and see both a full front mirror pic nude and one from the back. Why do I feel like the one from the back is just way worse? <laughs> like, it's interesting, like, because it's kind of like balls and a vagina from the back, just like, like, you see a lot more vagina and a lot more balls. From the, it's just way more intense. I could imagine your grandpa being like, the front wasn't that bad, but when I saw the, the back pussy, <laughs> I was horrified and ran outside of their house with no socks on and walked through the snow and cried a little and then called my mom and asked her to bring me my coat. Oh my God. <laughs> I just imagine your whole family looking through the window of you just walking around in the snow crying with no socks on oh my god so sad and they were probably like we don't even care like all these things like if you just like went back in and we're like or like never ran out you were just like and just own it and be like yeah i'm fucking into sex grandpa you obviously fuck grandma that's how i'm here i'm third generation you're come grandpa that's what you should have said but instead, you're running around in the snow. I feel so bad. She told me to come back inside, and I did. And my grandpa gave me a hug and said he loved me. And then I sat down with my mom and my grandpa and my grandma asked to see it, to see if it was that bad. So I covered up everything besides a boob and showed her. And she said, wow, that's wonderful. And it was the worst night of my life. Oh, my God. But now it's funny, and no one ever acknowledged it ever again. And my grandma was definitely drunk, and my dad left their house and drove home immediately after it happened. Okay, your dad responded like an asshole. No offense towards your dad. Like, he didn't need – it didn't have to be this dramatic. And, like, I don't know how, like, naughty this photo was. I would assume it wasn't that naughty. Like, it wasn't like you were, like, spread out, you know? I'm sure it was, like, tasteful. So for your dad to leave in a huff and drive past you in the snow with your socks off crying, <laughs> it just seems like so dramatic and fucking kudos to your grandma, dude. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. You know what it is? Like when a mom compliments, like her daughter shows off like her daughter on TikTok, and it's like, and your grandma, she's like, yeah, I had that body once. That was my body. That's why you're here because I had a fucking banging body. And back then, we didn't have dick pics or, or nudes. Uh, I sent a photo of a drawing that I did of myself to your grandpa. And here it is. Here's some back pussy that I drew with a, with a, with a leaf pen. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's hard. Yeah, you keep nudes in your phone. It's just like a ticking time bomb. And like... People can swipe. People swipe, dude. People grab their phone. They automatically think it's their phone, and they just fucking start swiping. Fuck that, dude. Your grandpa should know better. He's a freaking... Learn some technology, grandpa. Um, but yeah, dude. I, I get that. I wonder... I guarantee right now that girl still has nudes in her phone. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. She just, you know, doesn't show them to her grandpa. But yeah, I mean, grandma knew, like, yo, great body, way to go. Women supporting women, right? It's great. Um, and I guess your grandpa couldn't say, oh, that's wonderful, because that's kind of creepy. All right, those are the two stories. That's the Puddles 2. Now we're on to the interview portion. Uh, great interview. Um, Summer House show on uh, Bravo. I think you guys will uh, love this interview. It's with Carl Radke. Um, I think we saw a side of him that 
um, you don't really see on the show. And I, and it felt good to be able to talk and kind of understand where he's coming from. And, and we had a, and some jokes, some jokes. All right. Enjoy the interview. Dope lady fire. Thanks again for listening. Love you guys. Oh, and sign up to the Patreon, please. I need money. My rent is too expensive. Seriously. Patreon.com puddles with Andrew Collin. All right. Thanks guys. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. Uh, got a great guest. Kind of looks like a better looking, taller, leaner version of me. Fucking piece of shit. Maybe I'll take my hat off so it looks like. I took my hat off because, yeah, I want you to see my face. Yeah, because then you look sexier, right? But, then, but this is kind of like mysterious, isn't it? It is. You look like, you look like you're doing like a sport fight radio or something. Hey, welcome back to the Cubbies. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Carl Radke from Summer House is here. He's sweaty. Yep. What? I, I rode a city bike here, and yeah, I underestimated the new Wrangler jeans that I just got and how hot they are. Are those Wrangler? Yeah, Luke, Luke got me out of the Luke, my boy from Summer House, and obviously Andrew's a buddy of him. He loves Wranglers. Yeah. And I, he got me hooked up with some Wranglers. Bro, they're tight. They're like, tight. they make your fucking calves pop. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's like you got to emulate riding a horse. You need to be tight to it. When did you start, like, as a man, take fat, not fashion seriously, yeah. but know that like, I gotta be put together. I got, you know, we all dress. I feel like every guy, like we're all basic bitches in a way. Like <laughs> we wear a lot of earth tones, yeah. a lot of like solid colors. We don't really fall out of that, but like we're put together like tighter jeans. That all started, like at what age did you stop dressing like That's... you were a piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I, I would say around maybe freshman year of college where I had some friends, I went to Syracuse and there was a good store in town. I had like seven, seven for all mankind. Oh yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> like right. Or, uh, true religion. And <laughs> dude, true religion with the back, yeah, with the, with the huge <laughs> back pocket and uh rock and Republic. Basically I just started like, I, I, I emulated a lot of like, I thought cool guys that yeah. were on campus. Like I thought like, Oh, that basketball player just that way. So I don't know. I kind of try to emulate people, and I, I honestly just like the way tighter clothes feel. Yeah, and I think you just look more put together. Like when, when things are more custom to fit to you. Like it is interesting. Like a girl will be like, God, I love that dress, and then she'll go out and buy it. But like as a guy, you can, God, I love how your cock looks in those jeans, bro. <laughs> look at your fucking dude. dude your well, ass, my your cock ass, looks like that, dude. dude your ass looks fucking great this week, bro. Where can I get? Bro, true religions like. Blew the fuck up, and then no one. Where I, I, it's I really weird how shit like that works. It is. Well, it's, I mean, I worked at Abercrombie in college, of course. So even like that was a step up. Were so, you shirtless outside with I, zinc on? I did do shirtless. <laughs> oh my god! I did dude. shirtless a little bit. Did um, you ever get laid from that? Girls had to come up to you, right? You definitely. Had. That was like your first summer. Well, house. It, what it was is you weren't supposed to date within like the staff. Yeah. Like obviously, there's a lot of young, attractive people that are horny and they work together a lot. So. It was frowned upon, but what would happen is you'd like connect with other stores, <laughs> other other. Well, I was at the Syracuse store, and then like yeah. the, the Fifth Avenue store had like the top talent. Yeah, um, would you try to work your way up to Fifth Avenue? Were you like, yo, no, hundred <laughs> percent? You want to make it to Fifth Avenue? That's like that was the premier spot for ever Um But by the way, Luke, we were looking at, to keep bringing up Luke again. He was a former, or he still is. He's a Ford yeah. model. He's on some bags from Abercrombie. <sighs> Um, from back in the day, so I, I saw those recently. Someone posted one they found. Dude, um, so yeah, like, so the, you never made Fifth Avenue though. I did not. I what worked, do you think held you back? I worked a shift or two at Fifth Avenue, but I didn't like. I wasn't the front line <laughs> infantry. <yet. laughs> I just love the idea of like this, working your way. Like you have. I mean, every job has a peak. Like every job. Like if you're passionate about, it's just funny when people are passionate about the most like mundane shit you know like but if i can get on fifth avenue then what do you think then you, maybe you'll get noticed by a, a, I think, a, I think a model scout i think agencies were probably plucking people from abercrombie it was other way to just you know you're treated like a celebrity i remember walking by there and like mad girls would line take, up well, people take pictures and like you know obviously fifth Avenue already has like they go from store to store just because that's what the vibe is up there but like no other store was having like really attractive like 22 year olds standing up front <laughs> Like half naked, like Hooters inside. I guess it is funny though, because it kind of like a guy can't just stand in his fucking swimsuit naked. You know what I mean? Like outside and be like, 
But now you have this. You have an excuse. Yes, of course. Like, no, yeah. no, no, I work for Abercrombie. That's why. That's I'm why I do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is so funny. All it takes is a little justification. To yeah, man, you'll do something like that. Or any kind of behavior, really. I, yeah, it, it was definitely a way to like. You thought you were like hot. And this is obviously social media. Really hadn't gotten started yet. Like I didn't get Facebook until I was a sophomore in college. So my freshman year of college, I worked at Abercrombie. So like, you still kind of had to like be local with your hotness to pick up people. <laughs> Dude, I talk about that like when I would go on cruises, I go in the hot tub because that was the chat. Room. That was like that was the like human the chat room. Yeah. You had to just sit there for hours. Just meet people. You just get pruny as fuck. You just wait <laughs> for pussy. Yeah, plus like hot tub beers are actually like you know two hot tub beers equals like ten beers. So you get more bang for your buck. It's like the most fraternity thing. I remember I did power hour in a hot tub and I was fucking after like 20 power hour. If you don't know what it is, you drink a shot of beer every, every minute, minute. Every minute. You and you it. don't think it's that much. You get to minute like 28 and you just fucking, it, you, you, you slugged a lot of, of, of beverages. Um, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of power. Hour. I was always like, cause you have a good playlist that you can kind of go along with every time the song changes. Then uh, yeah. <laughs> So, we do like a lot of like we do like an '80s power hour. Like I don't know, I'm 35, so I still like some of the '80s and stuff. Just here, shit. What um? But I can keep talking about the clothes thing. Like okay, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And adding in the, New York City has like another like, layer. I'm like, you're surrounded by like, you know, I live in Soho. You're over here in you know East Village, NYU. Area. Like, people dress here. Like, if you look like shit here, it's gonna stand out big time. But but if you're good looking enough, I feel like there is like. I, I can't pull it off. I you would you're kind of athletic, Bill, but if you're like scrawny and like handsome, like you can pull off looking like dog shit. And they're like, wow, there's a diamond underneath that dog shit. You know what I mean? Like certain guys can wear like really baggy shit. Yeah. And I'll just look like a fat guy in a baggy shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. like, but I don't know. But I think too, like for like with some of the stuff, like I I had a, I mean my career's been in sales, but also like I've done some modeling and acting. But like what I found is even when I worked on like a, a modeling shoot, like you had clothes that like were kind of custom to you, and then obviously it fits you better when you get shit made for you. So I since I was like twenty, yeah, really, I always get stuff like tailored to me, or just like try to find brands that I feel like. It is it is interesting when like you start dressing someone, and like I didn't do this until about this year, and I'm still like kind of, but like just a little bit of like different makes everyone like associates it with confidence yeah you could be so insecure but if you're put together oh. people it's just it's such a mind fuck and forever i kind of like i would like be on contrarian to that you know what i you know what i mean i'm like i don't need to fucking where it's like tailored or whatever to feel like i'm better sure. or feel like whatever i, I don't just, know I think there's something like for me at least i just feel more confident like a pair of jeans do well or i got a like, nice pair of shoes or a new watch that it's got or something like that, but it adds a little layer. I'm just like, okay, my dick's decently sized and I'm a cool guy. <laughs> I've never, I've never thought about my dick that way. That's the problem, you know. I freaking maybe I've been wearing loose just to, so you couldn't see the small outlines. <laughs> you can barely see the head form. It's so funny when you see a head in like some fucking sweatpants. Well, who, who is it, Joe? Well, I, I, I don't think I look like him. But I, someone people have said I'm kind of. John Hamm at certain points, I guess maybe not right now, but he has an epic post gym or coffee pit where like you can see his dick outline from his. Dude, people made so much a big deal about that cock. It's like with the Chris Evans dick. Chris Evans dick, yeah. I mean, you should throw your if you have a solid dick, you should throw. What's what's stopping you from throwing it out there on accident? You better have the right accent way. It can't be like an Anthony Weiner situation. No, like texting someone when you're married. No, you can't be sending it to a 14 year old. Like, or you just you do what I mean, Chris Evans did the per I mean that was perfect. That's like the best way to go. Or like maybe like an ex-girlfriend really misses you and actually like, there's gotta be another way I can go down like, Well he was brilliant because he got like he was hard, but he wasn't hard. <laughs> so then it comes off like an accident. If it was full hard, then he'd be like then you would suspect it a little bit more. Yeah, it's kinda yeah. like Trump having COVID. It's like, did it what happened? Yeah, well, you know? Oh my god. I oh, can't I can't. Yeah, we won't go with that. No, I mean, that's not gonna matter. No, I won't. I won't. I mean, we all know that you're a huge Trump supporter, so we <laughs> stop. Uh, I am not. It's so funny when you put that on someone, they're just like, What? What, what dude? Fuck. I saw some guy walking with a Trump hat. 
in New York City. And I thought he was going to get murdered. Like, within, like, one block. Yeah. It's an old man. It's just, like, it's, ba- it's ballsy to do it. Well, it's in, it's like, I'm from Pennsylvania and in Pittsburgh, and there's obviously a healthy amount of Democratic people, but, like, right. I, mean, I did grow up in a more conservative, like, Republican area, but even now, like, our neighbors have Biden signs up, and, like, it, you know, 10 years ago, they wouldn't have heard of it. Yeah, man. I don't know. We don't. Yeah, it's so awful politics. When you you get fucked up a lot, what what do you have any like wild stories from college? Or like well, what's your like one drunk story? I, I used to get really fucked up a lot. So in the last six months, I've been really like I took about four months break from drinking. How did that feel? It's great. Uh, basically, during COVID, from middle of March until end of June, I didn't really drink. I mean, I went for a good three four months to drink at all. That's great. Uh, which is good for me. But I was the VP of sales for an alcohol brand. That we built kind of on the yeah, TV show Summer House. Um, and yeah, dude, I, I just had to take a step back because I was really representing that brand, but also going out all the time, drinking, drinking, and just. Bro, I get it. Up. But no, I do have I've some been crazy, sober for two years. I do have some yeah. crazy ass stories. Yeah. Um, I like that you had to do the disclaimer before you're like, <laughs> yo, and then like I ran over a kid. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like one of the, the craziest. I, I, we got to just like kind of banter about stuff and I something would be jogged. What about college? Like, did you ever like wake up blacked out or like do you ever fight someone or have sex with someone where you're just like, oh my god? Like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, there is wild shit. There was, yeah, there was some wild shit like where at Syracuse, we, my senior year, we went to the house. Like, I, I was at a fraternity for two, well, the first two years, I just kind of found it wasn't really for me. Um, plus, you got to an age where you go to the bars, and it was just kind of like, why did I want That's to That's how I felt. I was in a frat, too, and I was like, why am I? Yeah, yeah. I, I had some great friendships. We, like, I honestly, like, this, to say that I enjoyed the fraternity is kind of cool, because I kind of went through, like, back in the day, where, like, hazing was still, like, really fucking nuts. And, dude, hazing's uh, ridiculous. Dude. I, I don't, I obviously think, you know. Well, sorry. have you seen The Val on HBO? No. Oh, it's, like, all about this cult, and this girl gets branded. And uh, everyone's like, I can't believe she got burnt. And I'm like, my fraternity, like, people, that's what, yeah, that's like, it was like, that's like what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. Like, anyway. It's like, uh, like a passage. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so you're at a fraternity, no, senior year. It's my senior year. It's the house we rented. So it was a group of my friends. We weren't in frats. So like, we acted kind of like that. Now, we had a keg. There was a thing. With, I don't know how it came down, but at Syracuse, there was a thing where you'd have like a huge bucket where you normally put a keg in, fill it with ice. Now, then, over time, this ice bucket would like, start melting and getting really fucking cold. Then you have the keg next to it. So people, we'd they'd basically take people over and dunk you in. <laughs> You'd be underwater, freezing as cold for 10 seconds. So you have to come out and then do a keg stand for however long you do it. We were like in our living room because at Syracuse, it's really fucking cold, like six yeah. months out of the, you know, the school year. And this is basically in the winter time. We were doing this game in the middle of the living room. Now we're all in our house in Syracuse. And the floor and the like, the carpeting underneath it is a wooden foundation. You got this thing so fucking wet, and like the keg just like oh, the God. weight of it all. Yeah, oh God! Basically, the entire <laughs> <laughs> like gave in. The foundation was like completely fucked. Were you? Was anyone doing a keg stand while it broke? Well, it just like gradually after like a little like, <laughs> where you like tell like we went underneath, you could see like it was. I luckily didn't fall through, and anyone got hurt. But like off the top of my head, like, it was, we just destroyed it. Yeah, um, dude, I, I burned down my fraternity house. <laughs> I did. I really did. did. I went to Tulane. I've nice. told the story on this before, but essentially, whatever, the listeners know the story. But yeah, my fraternity house burned down with a light that was in my room. And yeah, like, but they couldn't really sue me because the house was already in such damage that it was like already a fire hazard. At least that's what I, I told myself when sure. I didn't show up to court. Whatever. It's been enough time, I yes, think. Right? Yeah, the, the statute of limitations are. <laughs> so you when you quit drinking like when did you quit like what made like just partying too much because like you're on summer house right yeah like I'm, I'm on a tv show and you know i think part of what early on like when we were filming and doing the show like obviously partying they're not like telling you to drink but it's the hamptons and it's a work hard play hard show where like hey i have a, a, a career and a job and we bust our ass and we can have a good time on the weekend um, obviously that, you know, you get carried away, you want to let loose. And I've definitely done that. Well, the, the reason I, I had to kind of take a step back was a lot of my relationship with women were 
crashing and burning uh, financially. I would just find myself making really just terrible decisions. With, yeah, like what? It's like a bad decision. I, I mean, I'm the words with I, my I've had, I have no joke. I looked at like, some old credit card statements. I mean, I had like a $7,000 tab at a place in the campus one time. Yes, I had some friends there. Yeah, like, no, it's story of my life, dude. Just, dude, so when you wake up that Monday morning with a $7,000 tab and, you, and you're like, and nothing to show for it other than a hangover and like just did you get bottles bottles yeah you know you end up ordering you know champagne or shots and- bro i did a, i did i got bottle I, I, when i made i made my first seven grand in real estate right first check i went out that weekend in fort lauderdale got bottle service fucking i fell i all i kind of remember from the night is i fell through the table while dancing with the waitress so i brought her with me through the table i broke like thousands of dollars worth of champagne and i'm laughing like oh, you know like that's where my brain was at and then i woke up and this girl sport. was putting on a hooters out right she's putting on the hooter and i didn't fuck her because i was so drunk and i woke up and i realized i was like where am i she's like well you're about like 40 i was 45 minutes outside for lardale and i checked my bank i was like well i got you know i made seven grand i'm gonna have you know some money i had no money left i spent all my money <laughs> and so then i had i couldn't my, I couldn't get a cab to leave, and she's like, "I gotta go to Hooters. I can't drive you." Sure. So my buddy had to pick me up, and I remember she's like, "You can't stay here." So I'm just waiting on the street in the hot Florida sun. That is the most Florida thing to do with your first real estate check. Oh, dude! I mean, <laughs> but that's what I was like. That's what we bottle service is dude, so stupid. It's so stupid. And I, I candidly, being a, like again in New York City, just like, well, up until six months ago, I kind of ran in that crowd of like chasing the night. And, going to dj shows hanging out with people that probably weren't the best for me at some point just because when you're on this tv show you get a lot of attention like i, I love the attention don't get me wrong you meet a lot of girls and like people you get invited to a lot of places you get into places i've also been an investor in a bar in the lower east side so i would be going there a lot to kind of yeah, show yeah. face and support and you do that basically i'll go out thursday night and probably be out till four get sleep a couple hours try to work then you start drinking again Friday afternoon. And I would do that Friday night all night, Saturday kind of, I would go four days in a row on the bed, yeah, like dude. more often than not. And I eat, like it just gets so normal that it was like, uh, what the fuck is going on? And then like Monday through Wednesday, you're going to a gym and like you're like, yeah, I would and actually, somehow you forget all about that fucking Sunday fucking 100%, hangover. 100%. And then you just do it again. And trust me, like that's that was the story of my 20s. Probably my, my 20s. I kind of held off in my 30s a little bit but uh yeah dude i mean it's just like your brain completely forgets you drinking a beer in the shower because you're gonna th- you just threw up and you need to get back to <laughs> normal yeah. i mean what is that that's a mental illness it's, dude getting back to normal well yeah and i think for me too like i you know i've i've come from a family of you know some alcoholics me too some yeah. right? i i never really was like oh like i'm fine like i'm but I just never really had a good relationship with alcohol. So I really started seeing a therapist back in December, um, doing a weekly meeting with him. I've also done some group, like, yeah, you know, meetings at certain, uh, certain places. It's just been something like I needed to do for myself. But since like this summer, I definitely had some drinks here and there. Uh, I try to limit it just to beer, no wine or liquor. I have a little bit of a game plan, but yeah, I, mean, I, I could. Yeah. A game plan is huge. Like also like just cutting like no shots. If you cut out the shot, shots, no shots. Like, I mean, it just, it sounds, it sounds so foreign to me at this point because it's just so far away, you know, but like. Well, congratulations on the two years. Oh, thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, two years in December. And like, it was, I've had so many of those stories about like the Hooters thing, but those weren't the moments. I was just tired eventually. Yeah. It wasn't like a rock bottom. Yeah. Everyone wants that rock bottom. Like, yeah, I would have to do, you woke up fucking like a goat. Yeah, and like, I, I wouldn't say I had a rock bottom. I definitely had a lot of like. Yeah, <laughs> like you were you were close to the play. Yeah, like lose, yeah, you like lose. Like I lost my keys. I the scale the outside of my apartment to get in. I almost <laughs> fell and like <laughs> jumped through the window and like. What floor were you on? I'm on the first. I was on the first floor in Soho, and this is a couple years ago. But like I, I lost my keys. Like God knows where. Yeah, I came back with a girl, and I couldn't get in. I like we nowhere to go. So I like had to scale this building, and I somehow got in. But people thought that I was like robbing the place because the way it, like the optics on it. You're like, my jeans fit too good for me dude, to be a then, robber, dude. Even like, I've always, you know, I, I left the pizza in my, uh, in my oven. And oh, yeah, and yeah. Shit like that. Just like, I, my toilet was clogged one time. I had a girl over and I didn't realize it was still running. Like, it was like, 
Actually, it was a clog. It was just running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the water started flowing out. We were in the room sleeping or hooking up or whatever. And I woke up like seven in the morning, this woman banging on the door. The water leaked down the apartment below. It was like flooding her place. It seems like it happens in your life a lot. Yeah. The keg party. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, like a lot of flooding. A lot of flooding. You know, <laughs> and that's that lot pussy. Dude, that, yeah, the basements are being flooded left and right. <laughs> yeah, they are. But, um, that's funny. So then you fucking like, so you, you're drinking to, you know, a lot of it has to do with like you go out with women, right? Like you want to drink with them because it's an icebreaker. Yes, yeah, it's a social lubricant for me. Like I'm, Surprisingly, like, I'm not a pretty confident person. But I definitely like socially when a group of people I don't know, I can be a little more shy. Mm-hmm. I started realizing like in New York on three or four old fashions, like I felt like I was the man. Now I might have been on the man at like three old fashions. <laughs> in the fourth and fifth, I can get a little more aggressive, mm-hmm. a little bit rude. Yeah. Can tend to just kind of be a total fucking asshole. And that also got me into some spots with some friends of mine that like I respect and care about. I definitely have any spats with. You know, being on the show, like I've had girls come up to me and tell me like I'm fucking something. Like, yeah. And I've had to get like kind of arguing with some people in the public that I don't know that know me because of the show. And then and they assume they know you. Yeah, like they I, know this version of you. Yeah, like I'm embarrassed to say that last year, uh, Tom and Jerry's, like I this girl wouldn't leave me alone. And I told her like please leave. She like flipped out on me in like the bar. It got picked up on page six. People are like texting me, like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, fight with someone. I'm like, no. It's like, so just shit like that. There's more eyeballs on. Your yeah, you almost you want to drink to like to block out those eyeballs so you don't see them like. Fighting. Yeah. Well, I just realized, you know what? I, yeah, I'm, I'm better off just like, you know, maybe not going off the bar as much or, you know, finding the things that are more enjoyable that I can. Yeah. Because like when you go to these bars, people are looking for you to do something or something. At least. I mean, when you were getting into Summer House, right? Like, how did you first, how did you find out about the show? And then were you expecting like this reaction or being like, did you want to be no? I mean, you did work at Abercrombie, so yeah. it seemed to be, <laughs> no, I mean, it is your fifth avenue. I, like, like, you kind of wanted the spotlight a little bit, yes. I'm sure, but like, now yeah. that you got the spotlight, how does it feel? And I, it sounds like you're managing it better, but you have to kind of go through it, I guess, you know? Totally. Yeah, I mean, it's, I went to Syracuse, I studied TV film. At school, we did like a multi-camera production class where like we wrote it, we acted in it, we built a set. Uh, I did other classes like screenwriting, production stuff, movie business. I, I just love that stuff. Yeah. So when I first got to, I moved to LA after college and I tried my hand at acting, I did some modeling, I even did improv, uh, then worked at a production company like with scripts and idea stuff. So I was like kind of covering all different things. Wasn't making a lot of money, sleeping on couches, shit was hard. Um, after about two years of doing it, I was just like, fuck this. So I had a friend who got into sales, making 200 grand a year playing golf on Fridays. And I was like, okay, tell me more. So I ended up getting into sales. Long story short, I moved to New York because of the sales job. I was going to the Hamptons because I was making good money. I was partying, having a great time. Out in the Hamptons, when you're spending $7,000 at Surf Lodge, like an asshole, <laughs> surprisingly, you meet a lot of people. Yeah. And I met, Kyle, I met Lindsay, I met some others uh, who were on the original season and just kind of fostered friendship. But from that point, there was no TV show. It was just we were good friends. And yeah. We kind of similar. But you met under those pretenses of being like a party animal. So, like, like, yeah. you're, you know, you're like larger than life. Yes. And then you feel like you need to fucking, you need, um, yeah, you need to like uphold that kind of mantra. Because that's who you are on the show. That, that that, that, that's the, the role you're in. True. Sure. Yeah. I think, like, candidly, I think going into it, first summer we didn't really know what the hell was going on yeah i mean there's cameras in our room which we knew but we didn't know to what level they would use that in the show then obviously like you know there's all sorts of different scenarios that you can kind of get placed in in some mm-hmm. ways like if you're drunk you could yeah anybody in those situations might react the way we did um but i think also like we wanted to, to play it off and have like the best summer we could but we still like going into it you didn't know if we were going to be picked up for that first season or not um so then like you know you get picked up again Summer comes, you've been busting your ass Monday through Friday, and you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna get hammered tonight in the Hamptons, yeah. even if we're filming or not. Um, and then also when the cameras would go down, meaning like we're free to kind of go out to the bars at night, or we can go visit some other people if we want, I would stay out till four in the morning, like on a Friday and Saturday night, and then have to be up at 10 a.m. like ready to film. And that also shows in your behavior and your psyche those next morning. So I had a lot of conversations at Sunday brunch, and I'm just like pissed off. 
<laughs> pissed off and angry at this time. Wait, 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 wait. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah. it. No, we don't have to put it up. Yeah, we probably should go right there. Yeah, just a little bit of butt, a little bit of wop. Here, we'll go right here. Perfect. Anyway, so yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, and I'm just, I'm being quite honest. I've talked about this a little bit on some other podcasts. Um, up until six months ago, I wouldn't have been honest about, like, what I've been doing, like, over these last couple summers with the show. Yeah. So, staying out late, you know, those weekends, like, they take a toll on you just from, like, when you're filming in general. I just, I, because when you wake up to at ten in the morning, you're going out till four. You're still drunk, still, still drunk, still then, yeah, hazy, still like yeah. You'll say some weird, some fucked up yeah, shit. Yeah, and then you yeah. know, again, when you're out in the Hamptons, you're getting a lot of attention. So I meet a lot of people. I made some poor choices, like bringing other girls back I shouldn't have. And Why again, were you dating someone? I mean, I've been talking to someone. Yeah, you know, obviously the show. Have you had any kind of relationship since, like, kind of? you know, not drinking or like kind of thinking that you're figuring out, do you feel like your relationships with friends as well as women, like silver sex? Have you had that? <laughs> I have not. I mean, I've had silver sex since like March. <laughs> so yeah, it's been out. Well, I mean, listen, I, with everything going on in quarantine and COVID. Oh, okay. I personally was taking the time for myself. Yeah. And you know, I've, let's be honest, I've, I've been a fuck boy big time. Um, <laughs> And I've been really trying to get on 35 and get to a point now where, like I needed to take my myself. Yeah. You know, take care of myself and really invest in my own mental health. And so I'm taking a step back. Yeah, no, it's good, um, man. But it's it is hard to date on the show. I think anybody that's on our show would attest like the pressure of just all the eyeballs on it. Obviously, like there's gonna be things that are gonna have to deal with with social media and people saying shit. Yeah. Questioning your relationship. So it's very difficult to have that, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's you, what you, you sign up for. I know, dude. It's, it's hard. like, it's, it is. It is hard. Like, comments, and, like, the people that love you, love you, people that hate you, want you dead. It's like, there's no, like, in between. Like, if, like, Bravo people are really into their shit. Like, it's, I didn't even know until, like, the Giggly Squad stuff with Hannah and Paige. Because I really, I, you know, I watch Kardashians maybe, like, five times in my life. I'm not into, like, reality world. I, but, at first, I was like, fucking reality. Anyone can fucking do it. Yeah. But there is, like, a skill involved. And it's, like, it's honestly, like, you have to be authentic because people can read through it. Yep. And that is kind of what acting is, essentially, is, like, sure. being authentically yourself. And I don't know. I mean, you can play it up some. But, like, I was, so I was on, <laughs> I was on Real World in 19, like, 99 for, like, two minutes, right? And everyone made it, like, my town back in Florida, I think a bigger deal than what I've been doing with comedy. Interesting. Whatever. But like, I remember the lights and like, and the cameras and like, and the crew and you have a boom guy and it's like, now go uh, talk about your deepest, darkest insecurities or go fucking get fucked up and in a fight or whatever, you know, and not think about the consequences. And I just felt that from that fucking two minutes. Two minutes. So, like, I can't imagine, like, you're out in the Hamptons, and it's already pretentious people that think they're better than you. So then it's like, all right, well, everyone's looking at me. Like, they're – and it's kind of different, I feel like, in the Hamptons, too, because it's like they all have money, too, you know? So it's like they're, like, looking at – in another town, maybe, like, whatever, like, that, I don't know, a town that's not as rich or whatever, they would look at you like – Oh, yeah. but in the Hamptons, they'll look down on you. It's taken some time to get to. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. No, the first, the first summer, we the town was not very. They were not receptive to us at all. Now Montauk, where the house was the first summer, they they have a lot of. They, they don't allow a lot of filming as it is. So it wasn't just us. It's like if you're Jay Z and Beyonce, they don't let you film there. It's not. But there was just kind of this. They thought we were going to be like the Jersey Shore. And yeah. Just, and like go out in the town and fight and be crazy. Listen, we definitely had crazy fun, but we were a little bit more elevated than Jersey Shore. Obviously, I'm a fan of Jersey Shore, not throwing shade, but they definitely didn't help our case with what people thought our show was going to be like. So now coming around to you know where we are, the town has actually embraced that. Parts of you know parts of these restaurants and, and bars and places. Well, it's a good promotion for them. They love us. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's an interesting like dynamic because like obviously you're we know we're getting we're getting paid yeah to be there. So you like feel an obligation too a little bit to like you gotta be on. Yeah. You gotta be ready to go. Like and that's being being vulnerable, being opinionated. 
Um, I would be, I don't know, it'd be tough for me. It's to hard. Because like I would just be like, if you were like fucked up and you were like, I would fuck your mom, I'd be like, it's <laughs> like my mom, you know. Instead of being like, oh, I can't dude. believe Carl said he fucked my mom, dude. First of all, that'd be great because she hasn't fucked in a while, and I think he'd be a good father figure for me, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like but you know what I mean? Like, it's gotta be like, it's hard. you gotta question yourself sometimes. Like, I'm not even really mad, oh, but but like, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. The, 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 yes, there's certain things that like, why am I even mad about this? Um, that happens a lot, but you know, I think some of us laugh about it. A very small percentage of us actually know what it was like going through that experience. Yeah. It, it is incredibly exciting. I, I've learned a lot because yeah. not a lot of people have footage of their fucking disaster. And again, like on a whole, I mean, if anybody's watched the show, like I feel like I do have redemption qualities in ways that I've been really yeah, dude. open to like, Hey, I fucked up. Everyone so, loves a redemption. Yeah, story. So for me, it's, it, I've grown a lot through it. You know how much hotter you are when you're like, I was a bad boy. I <laughs> stabbed the man, but See, now I didn't, I didn't realize that at first. I was like, oh, you know, I would be. And this is Carl, but on steroids. You know, like I would drink a lot. Yeah, I would try and stir the pot in certain ways. I pushed the envelope mm-hmm. with like talking to girls or not being as, as honest as I could have been. So I, I paid the price for it. On social media and just in general, people definitely gave me a hard time. But you need that character. You you think you need that like Amorosa Amorosa character, right, for the show to go? Yeah. Right? I don't know. I just like no. You just need to be real. You just need to be yeah. yourself, and you need to admit your faults. And I think you need to be able to like also you know voice your opinion maybe if you don't even really want to. Yeah, because then you connect so much more on a human level yeah. than on a on a show level. Totally. It's like when I do stand up, and like when I first started, I'd be like, "Hey, what's up, motherfucker?" Like almost like this carrot, and I'd have a beer, and yeah. like you know, and and then you slowly like are like, "Oh no, I could." Back up a little bit, and people can be interested in me without me attacking. Sure, so, I, that's good. That you can kind of have it, but like I, I feel the same. Like I've learned after a lot of repetition, just kind of what feels comfortable for me. And you know, in the last six months, I, I feel more like myself than I ever have. Yeah, because I think you know, here in New York, like I got used to kind of playing this Carl character. You go out, you go to a party, you like want to be the, the guy that's funny, want to be the guy that's gregarious, and you know, talking shit and flirting with girls yeah, and like being the man it, it was exhausting it wasn't my it wasn't it wasn't me <laughs> and it's just like you it's not you can fuck a hot girl and it's like and you're hammered and so you don't even remember like what her breasts feel like you know what i mean so it's like you can't even take in these like connections. i, I don't even remember this shit like but yeah. if you wanted me to tell you a crazy story and i'm like half of them i don't even really i know I love, like, yeah it was sad it was really sad all the money spent all the different experiences that probably you know, can, but dude, it makes you a richer person. It really does. I really do feel that way. And I mean, if you if you come out on the other side, there's nothing worse than the forty year old guy that like is like still trying to oh. like yeah, yeah like yeah. Yeah. and like and dude, bottle service. It's all models that like get paid to go there. They don't like you. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, fuck yeah. the guy on the dance floor. That's yeah. also a model. Yep. You know, and you gotta pay for all that. Yeah, dude. It's I, so sad that world, dude. But uh, I mean, you know, there, I do get upset sometimes, like where I'm like, you know. But I had some fun times where where you're so fucked up, like in a club. There are moments where you're spraying champagne. Yeah, and like, that's an amazing time. Yeah. I mean, I can think in you know Vegas and LA. I'm out there for a decent amount. I had some really wild times at uh, clubs and like, yeah. pool parties. And, oh man, you know, I, I I've been lucky with some like before reality TV. Like I had some friends that were professional. Mm-hmm. So I got to ride their coattails a little bit. Um, and you're tall enough where they're like, he, he probably. I actually, uh, for a little bit, would tell people I, like, I play such a scumbag. Dude, I did that too. I, I, my sophomore year in college, I, I lived with all baseball players. Yeah, so it's like, it's easier to go along with it than to not. You know, like, yeah, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm not good. I'm on the team. I remember this girl going, yeah, I'm not good. You're not going to see me on the website. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I actually don't have a jersey, or <laughs> yeah. I'm not affiliated with the team at all, but I'm on the team. I love it if the girl's like, I know everything about college basketball. Like, like or I don't know what sport. What sport would you do? Well, hockey or basketball. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – I pretend I remember it was so cheesy with this girl. I told her I played second base at Tulane. I was, I was at University of Alabama. And she played. Tell, tell me how good you are at second. She was, like, really into college. Like, tell me how good you are at second base. I, go, I just felt her tits, and I was like, baby, you didn't just find out. 
Like that was like the cheesiest. Uh, she loved it, but it was I like was for the second thing. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It was just so cheesy. But like, well, sometimes I mean, I think a lot has changed with like the flirting in the last maybe ten years because of social. And like, yeah, they can find out quick. Well, you know. I, not like it, I, I definitely had it. Like, I don't think I'm like a complete scumbag. I've definitely made some poor choices, but yeah. I feel like I'm a decent guy at heart. And just like when you're a young twenty year old in your twenties and living in LA, you're, like the girls are kind of doing the same shit too, and. The cheesiness, like, I, I felt like I had to be cheesy to, like, separate myself from all the other dickheads out there, you know? <laughs> to out-cheese them? To, like, out-cheese it. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a... I mean, I definitely had a lot of grand gestures with certain girls to get their attention. Which, it's, like, what's, like, a grand, like, peacocking, right? What, like, a lot, like a heart-shaped pizza. Send it to her, get her addressed, send her a heart-shaped pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like, just oh, random yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, what, um, I don't know, it's like reality stuff that it's like, who's dating who? Who's with who? It's yeah. like, so. It, it's very cool. Like, it, like, for example, even this past week, I went to dinner on Friday night in, uh, in Soho. There's a new spot in Lola Taverna. It's like this new hot spot. Everybody's going. It's this total fucking scene. And I was there with some friends for a girl. I love that there's a scene there in COVID. Like, it's you, you would think that the disease killed, like, that, like, those you get a, a table. There's a vibe, like a oh. vibe. And yeah, I mean, people were distancing. It was safe, in my opinion. But there was a. Uh, I ran into Paige from the show. And Are you dating? She's single. She's single now. I think. I yeah. I she is. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to tell her story for her. You know, she, no, we had her on here. Yeah, but she didn't. She didn't fucking give me the details. Well, she she is. She wants to wait for her podcast. Well, I think yeah, she's gonna talk more about it. But we're friends. Yeah. I mean. We, made out before we've you know gone on a date or two but at this point like you know what the average friends like she just broke up whatever but like i post one little instagram story and it's like the internet goes fucking nuts like it's just funny i mean obviously people watch the show and they it just gets their attention but it's really it's, it can be hard just like people have so much to say and so much interest in your life that it's like just take a fucking break I know. I mean, well, they just want to, their lives are so boring that they live through you, and which is fine. Like, that's like the beauty of it. I also think like they feel like that that's me. They like that's reality TV. Well, yeah, they, they like, actually feel like they really are you just based upon. I mean, Bravo. I know Carl, dude. Yeah, I know. Or I, think I get, yeah, yeah, I know a version of Carl. Yeah. I, mean, I think Bravo does do a good job of and our show. No one wins our show. It's not like a competition. I do think they really. Bravo tends to do a good job of like showing some of the real side of people. They try. Yeah. No, I that you know I. Uh, some I, stuff's a little more. I feel out. like like Love Island arts. I saw. But they, it's just a little overproduced. Yeah. Yeah, opinion. and it feels like it's a game. Yeah. Which I mean, it, it, in the end, it is. I mean, obviously. No, yours feels more real world ish. You know, like early real world kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, yeah, I think what's fun about ours is like the friendships we have, and then even like I was mentioning like. Loverboy. I mean, I was basically able to launch or help Kyle and Amanda yeah. launch a business due to what the show was mm-hmm. for us in our lives. Like the first few summers, we pay for our own money, but like we're savvy and smart. So some of us knew some people at a rose company. So we got free rose. Some of us knew some people at another alcohol brand. They sent us free shit. Because again, they're going to be drinking it all the time. It's going to be amazing awareness whenever that company was. But fast forward a couple summers, like we're drinking Twisted Teas, which are like 40 grams of sugar. Yeah. Drink four or five of those on a Saturday. I mean, you're going to feel like absolute dog shit the next day. Yeah. Even though they're delicious on the front end. So Kyle, you know, is very fitness and wanted something low sugar, low calorie. So mm-hmm. out of just like the environment of being on the show and wanting to drink all day, kind of came like, why isn't there something that's tasty, but low calorie, lower sugar. So I can still get fucked up and not feel bad about it. And out of the, being on the show and just being entrepreneurial and you know, kind of yeah. like business minded was, the idea of Loverboy coming out. And then White Claw becoming the biggest thing ever. Yeah. And White, I stopped drinking before. I mean, White if you Claw pay attention to earlier seasons, you, you can see us drinking truly in White Claw on the show. Um, yeah. And again, it's like the amount of awareness we're generating for those brands. People are like, oh, what are they drinking? They're in the Hamptons. So they're drinking a rose. They're drinking a yeah. So it's been cool because, unlike the real world, where I feel like, obviously, every Bravo show, everybody's like kind of hawking something or mm-hmm. kind of like, but ours for us is like it's legit. Like we're actually building this brand. It's actually, like one large commercial. Like, yeah, it really. Is. Yeah, everybody's got like some jewelry thing or some fashion thing or, or yeah, some restaurant on the side. Which 
I think it's, I mean, it's I mean, smart. That's why, that's why they're I'm... using you for your fucking, like, for your life, for content. Like, you should be able to use them. Like, totally. Right. Live and, you know, I mean, some of these companies, like Skinny Margarita and shit. I well, mean, Bethany Frankel was kind of the, I mean. It's so funny. I forgot to put that light on. That shit. And so we're, like, a little dark. But what do I look like shit right now? You think? Yeah. Do you really feel that way? Well, I, Here, like, watch this. <laughs> I, I, the, the light will help me out. <laughs> and if there's only like there's not even much time left on the show <laughs> oh good watch this it's gonna be hilarious here of course i forget this here watch ready oh much better <laughs> how much hotter are you now no dude this is like uh, night and day <laughs> oh. my bad um my bad. Yeah. yeah, no, it's funny. This is the finale. It's like we're finally showing up. Well, we look how much we look. Look at this. Look at that. Very similar. Features. Yeah, what's your we're, we're caveman? What's your background? <laughs> huh? What's your caveman? <laughs> your, uh, your ethnicity is caveman. Yeah, I'm a fucking homo sapien or homo, whatever. Homo. I'm a homo. Oh. Just a homo. Um, I, uh, I'm like Russian Jew. Got it. Yeah, I'm like Irish. German. Radke is German. Yeah. And then, like, I think there's some Irish. Other things and shit. I fucking feel bad. I left the light off, but you know what? Sometimes I feel like when the lights off, like people are like, "Man, it's more authentic." You know, they're just showing. It's just, yeah, they're just like chilling in their apartment. <laughs> yeah, now it's like too much. It's too HD. Uh, well, have you been to the Hamptons? Oh yeah. I mean, have you had Lover Boy? Oh, you don't drink. I haven't drank. Yeah, right. I don't drink. Good for you. I, uh, I'm trying. I mean, at this point, I don't even miss it. It's weird. Um, yeah, Hamptons, my brother has a house in Amagansett. Nice. And um, I used to go out there before my brother went when I did party. And, you know, there's like three clubs. like. Yeah. And like, but now I, the Hamptons can really be whatever you want it to be in a way. Like, we just go and we, we cook out, we surf. And like, you know, because of COVID, I can't bring girls there. You know, because my. Sure, you have eagles. Yeah. But I was out there alone for a while, and I, I stay in the pool house. They make me sleep in the pool house. You know, That's they don't cool. really let me in the main room. Nothing wrong with the pool house. No, nothing wrong with the pool house at all. No, the pool house is dope, dude. And yeah, I I love it out there. I mean, it's uh, people have an idea about like it's almost like a a negative connotation. You almost don't even want to tell people at yeah. at some point. Well, I don't certain expectation of like when you say you're going there, like what it might mean. You know, that I think people view like. Oh, you're staying in some mansion or you're doing like some lavish thing. And sometimes like I have some friends that are in, you know, Hampton Bays and Quad and it's like, it's not as ritzy, but it's like they're nice people and there's a lot to do. So there's other parts of the Hamptons that I really enjoy that are not as pretentious. And, for sure. Like, for sure. Know, look at my fucking Range Rover and look at, you know, Although, look at my Range Rovers are nice. Look at my juice press. <laughs> I fucking, I, what do you, what do you like with women? Now with like a you know the celebrity you have or whatever like <laughs> feeling very uh, zealous celebrity. I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think, but in the reality world, I think they're actually probably close to a list. Like, uh, you know, at this point, um, you know, every other show seems to be falling apart. Well, I, I will say, yeah, that's we the longevity of for some of us. I mean, me, Kyle, has been on for maybe four years now. Um, hopefully, going. Yeah, I wish I could talk about more, but um, yeah, it's fine. But but like, what yeah, think, what are you looking for in like a like if you had to like pick a woman? Because I kind of deal with it too. Because a lot of you know women that I end up hooking up with, it's through you know shit like this, other podcasts, and then you're like, oh, have you, I've been hooking up with a girl one time. She's like, I can't believe I'm hooking up with you. And it's like, first of all, I'm like nobody. Second of all, it's just very awkward when you hear that, or like yeah, yeah, because yeah. I do this, they know so much about me. Sure. So what do you look for in a, like, do you want to meet a woman that knows you through the show or? Yeah. I mean, it's, I'll put it like this. I've, I've dated some girls that like, they know, like that's how they encountered me. But then I dated girls that want nothing to do with it. Yeah. And like, what do you prefer? Something in the middle? Something in the middle. Yeah. Right. I think it's hard. Some girls have, have embraced it that, you know, initially didn't know about it. Um, but also like their participation in the show is also something that's been part of it too. Like I'm dating a girl who I basically invited out to the house. Mm-hmm. She signed the, the release. 
and that's a lot of pressure to put on a relationship because you know now that show that episode is going to air. Yeah, there's six, a contract. Dude. That episode is going to air six seven months later. Are you yeah, yeah, going to be together yeah, for that time frame when the show does air? And there are going to be other things that she's going to see that she's going to be happy about. Um, it's it's definitely presented a lot of interesting things. I mean, I've definitely had a lot of I've had a lot of offers on Instagram from girls I don't know. I've never really encountered. I've never really really. Nah, I mean. I have. I've responded. <laughs> I've responded to stuff. I don't. I can honestly say I've probably met maybe a few people off there. Yeah, but nothing like. No, I. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's hard. I think right now too with COVID and everything, you got It's harder to to find people. You I've been you kind of find yourself going back to old things or old possibilities. I know. You've already met girls you maybe just didn't get you know a lot of touch to before. But I don't know. I just I've been taking time for myself and kind of enjoying just kind of if this is a good time to kind of like. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely the first four months I was like, I'm not touching anyone. I'm fucking not gonna kill any grandparents. I'm gonna fucking be a good guy. And then like about month five, I was like, I'll just finger a girl. I'll finger (laughs) with just my feet, you know, just like six feet away from my mouth. And then now I like ate a girl's ass like last week, but I was like, she she was tested. Like like you just keep like. Who knows, like a year from now. Yeah, things are getting weird. Yeah, yeah, things are getting, because then you're like, well, I can do a one-on-one thing, like, there, but there is something to it, like, oh, you're hooking up, like, you're being irresponsible, and it's just like, well, I'm not eating in a restaurant, like, everyone wants to, like, control this, like, to feel, like, safe, you know what I mean? It's it's very weird. I mean, I I had COVID. uh, Yeah, you thought you got it from me. I, I might have. (laughs) <laughs> so we saw you at what was that the sauce bro i was not oh two weeks before that i didn't feel well i don't i got tested for antibodies i don't have the antibodies interesting because i yeah i have antibodies and i definitely had symptoms but i don't know i, I, I mean we've been safe i it's just weird i know wash your fucking hands wear a mask when you're supposed to don't go to big ass braziers <laughs> yeah yeah you no. know, yeah like, that's kind of, I, I just really feel like we gotta be like that. I do too. I think so too. I don't think it's uh I think the leadership right now is just not there. Yeah, but there's just so many yeah. I don't even know if it's the leadership though. I honestly think it's just people they really messed up when they go, Hey, you gotta protect this guy or this girl instead of protect no, you just gotta stay alive for yourself. Like we didn't approach it where it was like you gotta be selfish. Like that's yeah. what we should have led with. Like, do you want to die? Not yeah. that do you want to kill someone? Sure. And uh, I don't know. I guess it's good for Yeah, I just hoping things, you know, can stay somewhat. I mean, I can live with it like this. I could too, but I mean if you look, it's like it's about four percent now in Brooklyn. Yeah, some places eight percent. And then also the weather's gonna start getting colder and that is gonna present a lot of interesting things as for all, these All right, I'll stop eating ass. Is that what you want? I can finger from six feet away again. <laughs> See, that's your solution. I gotta go back with the ass. Yeah, you gotta go back to what you had before. Wow, dude, this sucks. That's funny. Anyhow, all right, dude, this was great, man. Thank Sucked. you so much for uh, yeah, taking the time. And where can they find? I mean, check out Summer House. Yeah, Summer House. I mean, there's gonna be some more updates coming soon. Um, obviously, Lover Boy. If you're here in New York, there are sold Whole Foods or every like every major. Yeah, check out Loverboy. I don't drink, but but if you do drink, I mean, I'm not. You'll stay ripped. Yes, fucking. You'll you'll get veiny. (laughs) You'll fucking be. What's uh? Yeah, you can find me at Carl. You know, any any social platform, Carl Radke, and then drinkloverboy.com. Awesome, dude. Thanks Thanks for doing it. I really do appreciate it. And sorry about the light again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Now we do the. This is how you finger. Yeah, that's all. I I I make puddles puddles. Everybody now puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl.
you'll never get that the titles 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 everybody now titles titles everybody get up because you get down and know when you're standing in the puddle you don't know where to go because you're so deep you don't know what to do i don't know what to say i don't know how wet i am because i'm so wet that's who i am i'm so wet wet i'm so wet i'm so wet i'm so 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 wet now come on in puddles 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 Get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yep. Mm. Not bad.